What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan, and I am the host of the Budget Trek Podcast. Before we get into the show, I want to talk about our sponsor. SocialX is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world, scale their businesses, make more money, and build their networks with like-minded individuals. They have weekly mastermind calls featuring top business leaders, online courses, and amazing entrepreneur events all over the country, which teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures. If you're interested in learning more about SocialX, go to socialxevents.com and tell them you came from the Budget Trek podcast. Now, on to the show. We have a very special interview with Travis Chappelle. He has a top 25 business podcast titled Build Your Network. And his whole premise is to be the 1%, you have to network with the 1%. And today, he is here to deliver a ton of value. Travis, what's up, man? Brady, how's it going, man? Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's going pretty well. So, I wanted to preface this interview with a story of how me and you connected. So for those of you listening out there, I'm a very big fan of Entrepreneurs on Fire by John Lee Dumas. And he interviewed Travis and the episode was released last week, I believe, or a few weeks ago. And Travis was talking about how the power of Instagram DMs and how they work. So I thought, what the heck, I'll try it out too. I took a screenshot of the podcast with him and uh, John Lee Dumas, posted it on my story, tagged him and John Lee Dumas, and both of them responded. <laughs> so, Perfect. Yeah. That's I, absolutely. I was using your advice. Man. Pudding, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So use that, ask him to be on my show, and here we are. So appreciate you coming on, Travis. And for those of you new to the show out there, I am on my own financial journey. I started this with $50,000 in debt. And I have a mission to reach my own version of financial freedom. And through that, I plan to educate through my successes and mistakes. But I also want to educate through interviews with people like Travis. Travis is a full-time podcaster, dream job for me, and he's absolutely killing it. And he has an incredible story to tell. But before we get into that, Travis, what is the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on? The thing is, I have a good answer for that, but uh, the thing, I don't want to upset anybody and I have, uh, you know, the, this guy is still a friend of mine, but long story short, I spent a large amount of money for something that I shouldn't have spent a large amount of money for and I could have gotten done for like a third of the price and it would have been just as good. Um, and, uh, but like I said, I don't want to give specifics on it cause I don't want to talk trash or anything like that. Um, and plus he's still a good guy. Just, I think there needs to be some adjustments in his business for it to really make sense. Um, but yeah, that it was, uh, I have, I have spent lots of money on lots of dumb things. So there, there's a generic answer right there, but, um, <laughs> I, I can't, can't think of anything like, you know, anything that's less than a hundred bucks that I've you know, that I, that I think was a dumb move or whatever. Right. Um, I, I, I honestly, I'm not a big spender. Um, I spend more on my business than I do on anything else. And, uh, I look at those, like even the mistakes, like this one that I'm talking about, I, I look at those at all, like it's all investments, right? Like even the ones that don't work out, that's still an investment to my knowledge. And, uh, it's still a lesson learned that I can take with me into the next thing, you know? Yeah, very good piece of advice and being frugal is perfect for this podcast. But but I want to I want to go back and forth with you here. So, I have a very dumb purchase I made of less than $100. I grew up my parents uh, you know, threw Star Wars at us, me and my siblings. So, in college, when you don't have a lot of money, I thought it would be a great idea to spend $50 on a life-size cutout of Chewbacca. The thing is 6 or 7 feet tall. 
The thing is, I can't even say that that was a bad thing, man. <laughs> I'm a big Star Wars fan myself. so I'm It's little- bad because I don't even have it anymore. We destroyed it, me and my roommates, thinking it'd be great. So that's my dumb purchase. I don't even have anything to tell the story with, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, now you're using it as an anecdote on your podcast. So exactly, man, exactly. Purchase so- or lesson learned, you know? What I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. So, so tell me and the listeners, who is Travis Chappelle? Um, yeah, so I I am a, a podcaster, a content creator through and through, to be honest. I um, started off as a door-to-door salesperson and kind of slowly made a transition away from that while I was building the podcast on the side um, and uh, then, you know, moved forward into this podcasting thing. And recently I was doing some marketing and, and uh, um, you know, Facebook ads and different things like that. And I was getting so bogged down with a lot of the backend processes that it made me realize that when I'm like, when I feel like I'm being my best self is when I'm actually creating content. So that's why I call myself a podcaster, first of all, and, um, and primarily because like that, that's just really how I view myself is like, I just really enjoy the content creation process. Everything else, like you just kind of have to do in order to be able to support yourself while you create content, you know what I mean? But um, eventually, eventually it would be cool to be able to make the money that I want to make without having like any of the other stuff when I can just like get out and create content. Right. Right. And you know, you were in a situation that I'm in now. So I'm working two jobs along with uh, working on this podcast. And my dream is to be able to put all that to the side and focus on the podcast full time. So how was that transition? So like, how sweet was that when you got to focus on your podcast full time? Oh, it was amazing, man. I got, I don't even know how to explain it because I was doing stuff for so long that didn't fire me up. Like this was actually the first time I had ever switched to do something different for less money. So, uh, I made, and I was making pretty good money when I was knocking doors and, uh, I found a really good deal with this water purification company. I would make really fat commissions in really, you know, small amount of hours every week. And, um, I just, just was just like, man, I, this is just burning me out. Like I got to do something else. And so when I was finally able to do the podcast full time, like, yeah, I sacrificed a little bit of income, but I also got to keep my sanity and free up a ton of time that I was using to, uh, spend on something that I didn't enjoy doing. And then, uh, something amazing happened when I did that. And, uh, I, since I freed up my focus to be one track instead of multiple tracks, now the podcast is not only the thing that I want to do, but it also makes me more money than anything else I've ever done. So, um, there's definitely a lot of clout to just getting in that one thing and focusing on it and blowing it up. Right, right. And that's a very, very good response for this next segment, which we're going to get deeper into. So Travis, you know, your audience sees your massive level of success. You have a top 25 business podcast, but we all know, obviously, nobody begins their entrepreneurial journey with success. And that's where I want to start. We all know business isn't easy. The money isn't guaranteed and you have to work a lot harder to get where you want to be. So how did the management of your own personal finances play a role and allowing you to be a full-time podcaster? That's a really good question, man. I think this is such a huge topic for a lot of people because um, we we live in a society and a culture that tells you that you should should always be doing the next thing, right? So that you should always be upgrading everything, like getting a bigger house and a nicer car and a better vacation and 
a better watch and cooler sunglasses. And like, you always have something that you have to spend more money on. And I'm just not a fan of that. You know, I, I, I live super lean is, I guess is what I'm trying to say, because to me, the long term of building my business is way more important to me than the short term of owning a BMW instead of a Camry. So I would, I would rather look 10 years into my future and be able to buy whatever I want instead of like still having to struggle to pay my BMW lease because I spent all my money on stupid stuff that doesn't pay me money instead of investing it into my business that allows me to be able to do whatever I want to do. So it's really just a, it's, it's kind of a value thing, you know, like it just depends on what you want out of life. And I, I want a lot out of life and I'm willing to sacrifice now for the long-term um, uh, benefits of the sacrificing now. Right, right. And it kind of sounds like managing your own personal finances now is still a huge thing for you. Yeah, 100%. Um, like I said, we, I, I, drive a, I drive a used Camry and um, I also bought a used Tundra, used truck. Um, both of my cars total cost me $30,000 like for, for my used Camry and for my used truck. So that like I, 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 I rent where I live. I buy real estate where I can rent out. Um, like I only want to buy stuff that will end up paying me more money. So I either invest in things that cash flow like real estate or I invest into myself in masterminds, mentorships, coaches, um, um, advertising, marketing, ways to get my message out to more people. Like those are what I, those are the things that I spend money on. I don't, I don't spend a lot of money on a lot, on a lot of other things. My one guilty pleasure is travel because I really, really enjoy traveling and I don't want to wait till I'm 68 to travel. So we, uh, we travel a, a decent amount and we just, we like, we just booked another trip to go to Paris for my wife's birthday in, uh, in the first week of December. So we're going to go to Paris and hit, um, Switzerland, maybe Germany, one or two other countries around there, be gone for a couple of weeks and then come back home. Um, but, uh, but even that we, we, the only reason we took that deal is cause I'm a member of this, uh, company that sends out cheap flight information and we got a, a cheap flight to Paris notification. And that's when I booked it is when I, I, Oh, this is a really affordable flight. Cool. Let's do it. So even when I splurge, it's still in a frugal type of a way, um, except for my business on my business, I spend money. <laughs> like I, right. like I have a ton of it, you know? Um, but, uh, it pays me money to spend money in my business. So I'm willing to do that. No, that's really inspiring. Cause I think we live in a really noisy world on social media where, you see these 20 to 25 year olds have Shopify businesses. They're, you know, doing Amazon FBA and they're selling this next to their Lambo or their rented Lambo. Yeah. That's the big thing, bro. Is a lot of it's fake it till you make it. Exactly. You know, they, they have $25,000 in their bank account, which is enough to like put their name, like put a down payment on something. So they get it and then they film a video and try to make it look like they are really good at it. And hopefully that'll be the thing that allows them to scale. But you know, I, I just don't play that game, man. Like I'm very, I'm very like personal life, very boring when it comes to spending money, <laughs> but uh, my business, I'm pretty active with it. It seems like too on social media and with your business, you want the growth to seem while being organic, while these people on social media, while their growth outside of social media might be organic, social media portrays it to be just astronomically increasing day after day after day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I said, I, I just, I'm a fan of being a real human being. So whatever I can do to do that. <laughs> that's what I do. Right. And that's very commendable because I think, you know, with this podcast space 
and the amount of money out there to be made, it's very easy to act on the contrary. Yeah, totally. And it's easy to fall into the traps too, because a lot of that, those forms of marketing work. Like people, a lot of people do them for a reason. Like people take pictures in front of Lambos with two girls in bikinis for a reason, like because it works, it it attracts a certain type of customer in your business. But you know, like I, I personally just wouldn't want that customer. So I don't use that, those types of things. And, um, it's sometimes it's tempting to know like, okay, well, if I just went out and bought a, a nice car and then filmed an ad around it, you know, and by the way, I'm not saying that I'll never do this, but if I did do it, it would be in a completely different way than what the way everybody else is doing it. And it would be in a really like genuine, true to myself type of a way. And I'm not saying by the way too, that I'll never drive a nice car. Or I'll never have a Rolex or whatever. I just personally right now don't see a reason to spend money on stuff like that when I could invest it somewhere else and it could actually make me real money. Absolutely. That is very, very good advice, especially for those out there listening. We've said this before in previous episodes, don't spend money on things for the sake of spending money on things. Mm. Don't need it. If you can't afford it, don't do it. And I think society tells us nowadays with credit cards and how easy it is to just rack that balance up. The society tells you to do it. And social media plays a big role in telling you that it's the way to get money nowadays, but it's not. And Travis should be the testament to that. He's driving a used Camry, everyone. And he is living his best life as a podcaster full-time. So Travis, switching gears here. For me, this whole podcast is prefaced on financial freedom. My version of financial freedom right now is getting out of debt, me and my wife saving money so we can buy a house. We're living for free right now and her parents, very grateful for that. But I also understand that everybody's version of financial freedom is different. And I don't, believe that you ever fully attain financial freedom because once you get close to hitting that goal, that financial freedom is going to pivot to something else, something bigger. So what does financial freedom mean to you right now? Yeah, I think there's two versions of financial freedom. I think the first one is having disposable income that you can do things like for instance, I, I would say that I have a version of financial freedom because of like, you know, this trip to Paris and stuff. Like it was super last minute. Literally, I got an email um, from this, uh, this, it's called Scott's Cheap Flights. Is like a, it's like a membership. You pay like 60 bucks a year. They send you a ton of just good deals on flights. I got this Scott's Cheap Flights email that said, oh, like LAX to Paris. And I forget the exact number, but it, it was just a cheap flight. And I was like, Oh wow, I've you know been wanting to get out there and then I looked at the dates that the flight was for and it was around my wife's birthday and I was like, "Oh cool." So we just booked the flights, you know what I mean? Like that to me is a version of financial freedom because we have disposable income, we have enough money in our bank account to where like something like that comes up, we can do it. We have the time freedom to be able to do it. We have the flexibility and the location freedom to be able to do it and still work and make money while we're over there. Um, so all of those things fall into place and that's a version of financial freedom. However, I think the ultimate version of financial freedom is literally not having to do anything and getting paychecks in your mailbox or getting direct deposits in your bank account more likely now um, every single month. So that to me is done through the making of money and then the investing of money. So if you make, you know, if you're, you increase your cash flow and then, um, and then uh, put that extra disposable income away and uh, into cash producing assets like real estate, 
then uh, I think that's the ultimate version of financial freedom when you truly aren't doing anything and the money's still coming in. Um, but, uh, so I think there's a couple of different versions. I think the, you should always be working toward the ultimate version of financial freedom. But, um, I'm a fan of, I'm, I'm a fan of finding a vehicle that allows you to have that first version of financial freedom as well, if that makes sense. Right. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I think everyone out there probably has their own version of the ultimate version of financial freedom where they're getting paid and it's just automation, 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 and, and they're getting paid for things probably they don't remember doing or it's residual income, you know, whatever. But the first one you said resonates with me the most. You know, mm -hmm. my wife and I are on a very tight budget, very calculated plan and our disposable income is limited. We have it, but we put a cap on it month to month. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I want to be able to reach in the next year, maybe even the next six months to where that cap is no longer there but we still have the mindset like we don't have all the money in the world, but we have enough to where we can spend, spend money on things that we really want to spend money on. Like traveling for you, for us, it would probably be the same thing or eating out at expensive restaurants. So just having that freedom is great. Totally. That's 100%, man. That's, uh, that's just the way that I look at it. I know, I know some people would disagree with me on that and, and say, well, you, you know, you, you should, you should have been saving that money instead of going to Paris or whatever. And I, I just have a value system disagreement with that just because like I said, I don't want to wait to travel until I have that ultimate version of financial freedom. Cause that might be another 10, 15, 20 years from now before I have the financial freedom that allows me just to do whatever I want, whenever I want, like in a legit way. Cause right now I can basically do whatever I want, whenever I want. There's just consequences. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But like later, uh, you know, that ultimate version gives you that, but, um, I just personally am not willing to sacrifice that because I, I want to go see stuff now as well. And, uh, those experiences mean a lot to me and they, um, um, I think help, uh, help fulfill like a lot of different desires of mine in life. And, uh, I, I, like that's just a value system thing. That's not something that I'm going to give up just in the pursuit of being, you know, ultimately financially free. Um, and then, uh, I think the key is being able to continue to make money on top of that. Like if we were, if we were, you know, spending our savings account on this trip, and having to start over when we came back home, like probably not a smart idea, right? But we're saving a, a lot of money in the meantime. It just happens that this trip was going to be, you know, such a really great price. So couldn't couldn't pass up the opportunity to go experience more of life. Absolutely. And, and you, you hit on a word that means a lot to me, fulfillment. And I think too many people, and, and I'm around this a lot, you know, I, I work in the corporate world right now as a financial analyst, and you get a set number of vacation days. And mm -hmm it's almost like you have to delay your fulfillment until you feel like you're in a better position to enjoy that fulfillment, which mm -hmm. I don't agree with at all. You know, your big thing is you want to do your fulfillment. Now it means a lot to you, especially when I listen to your podcast with uh, JLD, sounds like you just had a baby. Mm -hmm. yep. so congratulations on that. But at the same point, it's like, you know, babies are only small for so long, you know, then they're little and they're learning and they're learning and you want to experience things with them now. Like me and my right. wife, we got married three months ago. I want to experience things with her now. Right. I want to right. be fulfilled now. I don't want to wait, say like, Hey babe, you know, on our 20 year anniversary, let's go outside the country for vacation. Right. You know, exactly. and I think that is a level of financial freedom that personally I want to reach now. And it sounds like you are already there. So 
Yeah, man, that's just like the, I mean, look, delayed gratification is one of the ultimate keys of success. So the answer is like, you have to be able to do that as well. So like, I'm not going to take six months of this year to travel, even though I could financially afford to do that, because I know that that's ultimately not going to serve my goal of being able to do whatever I want in a decade or two decades from now. So, um, you still make sacrifices and you still do without, um, I just have in, a, in my value hierarchy, like travel and experiencing life is, is such is so high on that for me that I, that it just is worth it for me to take a little bit of money and do that sometimes. But that's why I also like, I, I want a really nice car and I, you know, I could go buy my, my dream car right now, but I don't do that on purpose because I know that it would be a poor investment and that's not high enough in my value hierarchy to get me to compromise on that. Um, whereas travels and traveling and experiences are not to mention travel and experiences are way cheaper than, (laughs) than my car that I would go by. (laughs) Absolutely, man. Well, Hey, switching gears here again. So as human beings, I believe that we love just adding to our lives, add, 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 but it's often a lot more powerful to subtract from our lives and take away. So, you know, with your professional life, with your personal life, your financial life, how could you potentially multiply by subtraction? Ask that question one more time, sorry. So taking away from our lives is often more powerful than adding to it. So how could you potentially multiply by subtraction? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think it's different for literally every single person that's listening to this. And that's a question that if you're listening, you're going to have to ask yourself ultimately. Um, but, uh, I did that recently. We, we were in a house last year, um, and it was a 3,700 square foot home and in a really nice part of Vegas with a pool and all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was just a beautiful home and we really enjoyed it, but it got to the point where it was just like, why are we, why are we spending so much money on something like this when we could go get another place that works perfectly fine for just the two of us and, you know, our soon to be son, um, but, uh, uh, so that's what we ended up doing. We ended up just downsizing for the first time ever in our marriage. Every time that we had moved, we moved seven times in five years and every time it was going to a better place. And so this time it was like, you know what, let's just cut back. And so that's what we did. We, we subtracted our monthly expenses and subtracted our big house with the pool and all that stuff and downsized into the place that we're in now. And it's still a really nice place, but it's just not a magnanimous, uh, you know, size and amount of investment every single month. And that has allowed me to be able to attack my business, um, in a much, um, um, much more comfortably, I guess, because I know that our personal finances are totally taken care of easily. So, you know, it, it enables me to have the freedom to be able to invest more heavily in the business, which I think has only allowed me to multiply the business better. Right. Yeah, that's a really good concept. I I think nowadays, you know, I'm 23 and especially with people in my generation, they always think the next thing they get has to be bigger and better. Right. But I, you know, for me, so, so let's preface this. I graduated college. I immediately got a new car because I thought I needed it. I rented an apartment and wasted money on rent when my mom offered for me to live with her for free. Sorry, mom. (laughs) And I was just throwing money down the drain because I thought I graduated college. I got a full-time job. I got all the money in the world. 
I got to spend it somewhere. Hmm. And yeah. I wasn't thinking long term like you are. Right. You know, that's, it, that's the whole problem is that right there. That's why I was talking about delayed gratification earlier, because like it is only long term thinking that allows you to make those decisions right now. Right. And I completely agree with that. And once I saw myself in this hole, in this $50,000 hole, I said to myself, I have got to get on a plan. And I told my wife those two words, delayed gratification. I said, if we go through a whole year, we want to pay off 50 grand in a whole year. And even if we don't hit that number, we will still be closer to our goal in a whole year. But it's delayed gratification. Think about it when you pay off your debt, when you plan for the future, when you save a year from now, oh, it's going to be so sweet. Is you know I, I've heard people who pay off their debt and are smart with their money. It's almost like you get a pay raise, right? You know right. you're not obligated to make those payments on a monthly basis, and you're thinking, where did this money come from? You know. Yeah. And, and the key is there is to continue living a similar lifestyle, even though you got a pay raise, and put that money in other assets that are going to pay you money, um, uh, and and still try to continue to live a super frugal lifestyle. That's that's really where where people have a hard time. Is like, wow, we have some disposable income now. And then they do exactly that with their disposable income. They dispose of it <laughs> instead of mm-hmm. putting it in something like uh, Grant Cardone says it this way. He's like, first of all, you're broke and you got to live broke because you're broke. But then once you have money, you still have to live broke. Like you have money coming in and you could go get the nice car. You could go, um, you know, get the nice house. You could go do all of these things. You could get the nice watch, all those things. But Instead, you put your money in things that continue to make you more money and you continue to live as if you don't have that extra money coming in because you don't ever see it because it goes directly into a different account that like just invests the money for you, you know? So exactly. uh, there's, there's huge value in that. And there's an interesting example with that. And I've read this that, and this is an extreme example, when Jeff Bezos was really, I guess, at the beginning in the prime of Amazon. So right when it was starting to get big, I think he had just became a billionaire. His then wife apparently would still drive him to work in their minivan. Mm, yeah. So obviously extreme example, he's a billionaire. He could probably buy whatever car he wanted multiple times, but mm-hmm. he was still thinking this doesn't matter at all with the business I'm trying to build and the wealth I'm trying to create. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So Travis, I know we got to wrap up here soon. So leave me, my audience, your audience with one piece of advice that they can begin to plan their own path towards financial freedom? Uh, Yeah. So to me, it's a pretty simple formula. You've just, first of all, have to focus on increasing your income and then you have to continue to live like you're broke. So I think that's really financial freedom in a nutshell is um, discipline yourself to live like you're broke and continuously work on ways to increase your income. Um, if you can do both of those things, then you'll, you won't have a problem financially. That's very simple advice, but it's very, very, very good advice. And, and one quick thing too, don't be afraid of credit. Credit is a good thing. Using other people's money is a good thing. Just do it in a smart way. Exactly. Um, that's, that's a huge thing that most people tell you to avoid credit cards at all costs. And I, I am not one of those people. I use several, several different credit cards for several different things. And um, I'm a huge fan of them, but my, my credit score is still fantastic. We never missed a payment. Um, is leveraging other people's money in, this, in a smart way is a, is a really good thing. So don't, don't, 
don't be so afraid of credit cards that you never ever start using other people's money because if you never use other people's money in life, then you're missing out on a huge thing called leverage, um, which can be a tremendous difference maker in the path to the ultimate financial freedom. That's powerful. Guys, increase your income, still live like you're broke, and don't be fearful of credit. And that could begin your path towards financial freedom. Travis, thank you so much for this conversation. Where can the listeners find you on social media? Yeah, man. So best place would be just my website has like everything on there. So you can connect with me anywhere on my website. It's just travischapel.com. That's two P's, two L's, um, travischapel.com. And then uh, spend probably the most time in, in terms of social media on Instagram. And that's just at Travis Chapel. So do the same thing that Brady did, you know, screenshot this episode, upload it to your Instagram story, tag me in it, tag Brady in it. And uh, we'll go over there and say what's up. Sweet. Travis, I appreciate it, man. Keep hustling and uh, good luck in your endeavors. Yes, sir. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for listening, guys. I post episodes every Monday and Thursday, and those are available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, or any other major podcasting platform. So listen to us there. Give us a follow on social media, Facebook and Instagram, and let us know what you thought of the episode. We'll catch you next time.